Have a seat. So good to see you. Excited to be able to worship together today. Just want to give you a couple quick announcements as we get started. Uh, just want to share. I know you've probably seen some emails this week. Um, Whitney and I, we have fully moved up here to Georgia, and so we we ended up uh, we we got in yesterday morning at 5 a.m. and so. Yeah, so we drove, we drove through the night, Friday night, got in yesterday morning at 5 a.m., and we kind of we figured that would be the case. Um, so several weeks ago when we started planning, I asked Clint if he would preach this morning, and so Clint's going to be coming and bringing the word in just a few minutes, um, and so, so thankful for him to step in and preach. But we are officially moved up here. We're going to send out an email this week um, just kind of updating you on some adoption stuff. Can't share too much. 
um, especially live stream and recording, but we're going to send out an email this week to share a little bit more details on that side of things. Um, but just continue to be in prayer for us as we navigate our way through that. Um, but we are fully in Georgia now. Um, and so we are so excited, so thankful. And just to share with you, church, how much an encouragement you have been to us throughout this process. It's not been an easy process trying to get up here, but you have been such an encouragement, such a joy to Whitney and I throughout this entire thing. And so just want to share our appreciation with you. But we are so excited to worship today. Let's open up in a word of prayer and we'll worship together. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for today. God, we give you this time. We invite you into this place. Let us make much of you. Let us glorify and honor you with all that we say and do. God, would you be big today? Would you be the King of kings and Lord of lords seated upon the throne? And God, we recognize you as that. And so God, help us to worship the King today. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand and worship.
our pain is gone and mercy fills the streets to look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity Yeah. 
Jesus. So there it be today, we shout the hymn of heaven, with angels and their saints, we raise a mighty rock, glory to to face to sit at your feet and just say thank you for all that you've done to see our Savior what a day that will be and to know that we can stand here today and sing that because you have promised that it is in your word it is true but we thank you so much for songs of faith that we can proclaim to know that this is amazing grace. And your grace never runs out. Your grace never fails. You never walk away. You are there. You walk beside us. You go before us. Man, what a mighty God you are. Thank you so much for this time of worship. Lord, we thank you for this day where your mercies are new. God, that we can just stand here, brothers and sisters in Christ, proclaiming one name, one truth. Lord, as we go into this time of worship, Lord, speak through Pastor Clint for whatever you have for us this morning. If one person gets something from it this morning, Lord, you have done enough. And so, Lord, we thank you in advance. Father, we love you and we praise you. And all God's people said, amen. Amen, amen. You can be seated. You worship team, um, blessed already this morning. Always blesses my heart to see a man lead worship in a little sheen of perspiration breaking out on his forehead. Uh, that uh, we're one in spirit, no doubt about that. So thankful to be here. Uh, thankful for Pastor Zach uh, that they got moved up here. He spoke with me about standing and sharing this morning several weeks ago. And obviously, I love uh, this church. I love the opportunity uh, just to stand and, and open God's Word to keep in line with, with where the Lord has led our pastor, talking about the implications of Easter and, and what that means, the Super Bowl of the uh, Christian faith that we just celebrated called Easter, and, and so thankful for that and thankful for what God's doing here and to continue in that same vein uh, this morning, we're going to talk about what it means to be children of God 
and, and what comes from that. Because, because of uh, God's love for us, and I'm already getting ahead of myself, I get a little fired up about this, because of God's love for us uh, through his son Jesus Christ, we can, through a relationship with Jesus, be called children of God. And, and that's where we uh, are going to be this morning, discussing that for just a few moments. So if you're here this morning, uh, if you would just turn in your Bibles, if you have that, or open up that little app on your phone or whatever you have. We're going to be in Romans 8, and we're going to read a few verses there, and then we will uh, dive into that text just for a moment with a couple of thoughts, and hopefully encourage you this morning, as is custom to uh, what I, and I almost not really big on traditions, but I do like uh, to do this. I know you guys have been standing through worship, but we're going to stand again as we read the Word of God. We're going to be in the in Romans uh, chapter 8, verses 9 through 70. If you're able, uh, stand as we read uh, the Word. I think it's going to be on the screen up there behind us, so it's not there. So I'm going to read here because I think it's a little different. ESV, let's go there. That's what I have in my notes in the Bible here. It says, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. This is Paul writing to the church at Rome. It says, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you this morning for this beautiful text, this beautiful picture, God, that you give us in this chapter 8 of Romans, that we, in fact, if we are in a relationship with your son, Jesus Christ, through that free gift that he gives us, we are children of yours. We can cry, Abba, Father. We are yours through adoption, and we're so thankful for that. And we're thankful for what that means, that we can also, heirs to the throne, we can be glorified with you as well. So, God, we love you. Pray for these few moments as we just share a couple of thoughts. God, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for that. So in thinking about this text and praying through, I got a question for you this morning as we begin. Uh, if you had just one word, now some of you know, I, I do this every year, we do a one word for the year, and, and it's been really good to me in my life uh, over uh, 
Man, the last eight or nine years that I've done that, uh, my word for this year is gratitude because I am very grateful. And because I, I, this gratitude that I have that indwells in me, I can be thankful. But, but here's a little different spin on that, if you will. If you had just one word, and so you'd have. Can't say more than that. Can't get long-winded. Can't give me multiple words. Can't even put a hyphen in there. Because I know a lot of people, they'll take two or three words and say, I'm just going to make it one word, put a little hyphen in there. One word on how you would describe God the Father. One word. Would it be a word like creator? I think a lot of people would probably say that. Or, or would you use a word like maybe fearsome or, or judge, which also correct. Or you might even come in with something completely different this morning. I don't know everyone's heart this morning or, or where you're at or what you may be going through. You may even think that God is an absent God or a, a, a non-existent God because there's a lot of people telling us that in the world today. But, but I do know that, that how you, how I think about God, how I describe him probably says how I truly think of him. And, and also reveals my relationship to him. So, so if I was asking me one word for me when I think of God is redeemer. I mean, that's because I know how messed up I am, Brother Nelson, but he redeemed me besides that fact of how bad I was, how bad I am. He redeemed me. But, but so that kind of reveals my relationship to him. But if you were able to take time this morning and we went around the church and we just literally polled i gave you a piece of paper or maybe i asked you to stand up maybe we should just do no i'm just kidding everybody stand up and uh make everybody a little uncomfortable but if you did that um you know we'd have probably lots of different words but but in the text today there was a word that just really came to me would we come up with this one father daddy dad as my children like to call me, makes me feel old, although I am old. I like daddy a lot better. Uh, I know when my kids were younger, people would say Clint, and they'd be like, why are they calling you Clint? Your name's daddy, you know, because, but, but again, would that be it? Uh, because that way of speaking may be a little new, may be shocking, it may seem overly familiar to you, or maybe it may seem inappropriate, but that's exactly what the Bible tells us is possible. And we just celebrated how that's possible, that he sent his son Jesus here, that who went to the cross, who died, defeated death, and through that we can because the Bible tells us to call God our dad. He tells us, 1 John 3 says, see what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. And in the text today, Paul expands on that thought and shows us that we too, through that relationship, can't call God father or dad. Now, the thing is, it doesn't come natural. That's not a natural thing to, to say, just being honest. Uh, uh, it's not something we can just presume to do really on our own or by ourselves, but we have this problem, you see, and, 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 and we, how about I just stop saying we, I can say me, I, I like to follow my own way, Kurt. You one of those guys? 
Me and you've had this conversation many times. We like to just do it and then ask for forgiveness later, right? We're one of those guys. I mean, we've had these conversations. Gets us in trouble, especially with our brides sometimes. But I mean, you know, it's just, that's who we are. And, and we do like to follow our own way. And we like to live, unfortunately, according to this flesh in which we've been born. And I, I, we're separated from God because of this flesh, cut off from relationship with him, and that's the way we were born. I have a grandson in this room this morning who is nine months old, and he spent the night with us last night. He was with us yesterday. If you're grandparents, you know what that's like. It's pretty special. But he was born in the sinful flesh. Now, we think he's sweet and innocent, but he's a little terror too. You know, he's got a little bit of that in him now. He's nine months old, getting his own little personality. But, but he does not, has not gotten to the age yet where he can know that he is lost and that he is in this sinful flesh. But again, he's born that way, just the way each and every one of us is born. And because of the flesh, we must face due penalty for our sins. It's just the way it is. Over and over, we say no to God. We do whatever pleases us, but it leads in the end to death. Left to ourselves, this is the course that each one of us would have followed. I followed it for many, many years. I was left to myself. I thought I was the one who could figure things out. And the path I took was leading straight to death. The Bible tells us that, and I was on my own. I didn't have this mighty hand of God that I do now guiding me as father, as dad. And because that if we were left to ourselves, uh, we would all head that way, there was a need. And God, sovereign, holy God, creator of this universe, saw that there was a need, and, and then here comes some good news, and the good news is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came from heaven and lived on this earth perfect and died on this earth, and as he hung on the cross, he took the death that we deserve, dying in our place, our substitute, our ransom, our redemption, our Savior, and as Christian, a Christian, a believer, a father, now the word Christian, I love that word, but it's been watered down over the years and 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 even to the point that that many years ago early in my ministry I didn't use it a whole lot I would say believer but but it's even evolved from that to from Christian to believer to now I like to say a follower of Christ someone who is truly following him so as a Christian, as a believer, as a follower of Christ this is someone who has heard about this good news and believes it they accept the substitution. They recognize that Jesus took their place, and thus they accept that, and they begin to live for him. Now, that's where it gets hard, to live for him, because we all have this rebellious nature about us. You see, Jesus didn't, thankfully, he didn't stay dead. We just celebrated that. But every day, every day, I get to spend time with him because he's alive. I get to spend time with him 
in his word. I get to spend time with him. At the, I say this, and I've said it a lot, and I get it, Brother Clack, at the dust of the earth, the foot of the cross. I mean, I get to spend time with him because he is alive and he cares for me. And he was raised to that life by the Holy Spirit. And as we trust in Jesus, we are given that same Holy Spirit to live in us, to give us this freedom. To, to give us this life and to help us live for him. We're given this freedom that can only come from him. No matter how hard I try, no matter how smart I am, no matter how successful I am, no matter what, I cannot do it without him. It only comes from him. Only he could have gone to the cross on that Friday to die the death that I deserved. Only he could have been put in that tomb that I should have experienced. And only he could have walked right out of that tomb that Sunday morning free, free from death and his sting. He's the only one that can do that. And most of you, as we see here and we think about this, I, I, I mean, I get fired up because I'm, I'm thinking, man, we're talking about freedom. Freedom that comes through a relationship with Christ because he freely walked out of that tomb. He didn't walk out of that tomb with conditions on him, with little ankle monitors. I've wore one of those before. Track you, just being honest. Some of you in here, I'm not asking you. Some of you probably wore one too. Some of us like to put one on our kids sometimes, probably keep up with them. Thankful for Life 360. But anyway, but, but he walked out of that tomb free. No restraints, nothing holding him back, Brother Mike. Free to do whatever he wanted to do, but what did he want to do? He wanted to live for the Father. He wanted to please the Father, and, and we have an opportunity to do that as well. Now, when I was thinking about this, uh, obviously most people in this room are probably in some way somehow connected to social media, even us older people. We'll get on Facebook still, right? Anybody here not ever been on Facebook? Raise your hand. Well, some of y'all shot them hands up quick. Miss Vicky, you don't put yourself in. The, you're not old like some people. Uh, kidding, Mr. Nelson. <laughs> but but never been on Facebook. Ever been on the Twitters? Ever been on the the Insta chats? Nelson, surely you're on that Snapagram. No. Okay, so anyway, we're, we're making fun of social media, but I'm on it. We, uh, most of us are. Some of y'all do. I'm, man, that's awesome. Do y'all still watch the news, though? Oh, yeah, y'all y'all on the social media then. Might as well. I mean, you're watching them news, yeah, for sure. But, but as, you, as you think about this, if you have been on social media, probably been a time where something popped up, take this personality quiz online. What type of person are you even yet what star wars character are you or what disney princess do you align with taylor i'm sorry i didn't mean to say that i was looking for heather <laughs> oh man i need to be careful i almost talked about myself too so uh so what disney princess character do you and there are lots of possibilities but according to paul in the text, there are only two types of people on this earth. There's only two. Only two categories that people will fall in throughout this world. Those who live according to the flesh and those who live by the Spirit. That keeps it real simple. There's only two. 
those who live according to the flesh and those who live by the Spirit. So what does it mean to live by the Spirit, to have the Holy Spirit in your life? In verse 14, Paul says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. To have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you through that free gift of the Son from the Father is to be called a child of God. Free from those chains of bondage that once held us captive. Galatians 5.1, I talked to Pastor Zach about that this week. I mean, when I'm reading this text, immediately I'm taken to a couple places in the Bible. But Galatians 5.1, I've shared this many times in my life because I'm a, a, a just celebrated at the end of March 20 years of being sober. 20 years of being away from drugs and alcohol. And God did that because, again, it is. And we're going to give God praise for that because I know how messed up I am. And some of you have heard my story even just a couple of years ago. Man, Satan tried to get a hold of me, and I was about to take a wrong turn. But God, this Spirit of God spoke to me. I get goosebumps leaving East Hall High School, headed to Rabbit Town. And Colossians 1, verses 12 came to mind that with thanks I can give Praise to God who's included me, equipped me, enabled me in the inheritance of the saints of the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's the spirit that's helped me follow this, this path of living for him. So again, Galatians 5.1, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. That's the freedom that can only come from the Holy Spirit. Because if I'm living according to the flesh, Brother Rayburn, I would have went to the Rabbit Town Package Store. And who knows what would have happened. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Because when you submit to that spirit, when you accept that free gift, your relationship with God changes. This is where we're going in the text this morning. Because before that, Brent, it was, I was living in the flesh. But if I accept that and I say, I want to be a child of yours, God, the relationship changes drastically. I, I was thinking about this in elementary school. I went to Lyman Hall. Anybody here go to Lyman Hall? Have I got anybody out there? I'm the only Lyman Hall rebel. I think they're dolphins or something now. How lame is that, a dolphin? Come on. We were Lyman Hall rebels, Bobby, back in the day over on Memorial Park. You didn't come in there. We had rock fights. You know, but, but again, uh, in Lyman Hall, I mean, what's the best thing about elementary school? Recess. Man, it's the best thing. And back then, they had them homemade yeast rolls. Woo, baby. Them lunchroom ladies, they loved me. Uh, sorry. Lyman Hall, we had a teacher who ruled the playground with an iron fist. Mm. Any type of misbehavior was quickly spotted. I mean, it's like she had binoculars. Spotted and stopped. And her threats were, I'll take you to the office. Or even worse, no more recess. And that's rough. That's rough. I mean, we kickball champions, you know. We were in fear of this principle. We were. We were in fear. And, and definitely in fear of being put back into captivity 
which means back in the classroom, you know, back in these chains, this bondage, because we were outside. I mean, we had some good stuff going on. Now, our principal, and if I named his name, some of you guys would know him, but he was, I mean, at this time, I'm third, fourth, fifth grade, wherever, you know, he was, he was much bigger and more fearsome. And he, and he had a, he had this wooden paddle that visited a certain part of my body quite frequently, had holes drilled in it. I said, why you got them holes in there, Mr. Mr. Sloan, Bill Sloan, I'll tell you who it was. He principled over at East Hall for a while. Why you got them holes in that paddle, Mr. Sloan? Well, it's more aerodynamic. It doesn't stop as much. It can just fly right through the air real quick and hit you with all the force that it needs to hit you. We need some of that in schools again. But anyway, uh, that's that. But yeah, it, it, it was... So I think about this, and I'm looking at this text, and Mr. Sloan, I mean, I'm telling you, I deserved every paddle I ever got. Probably deserved a lot more because I, I snuck through the cracks on some things, but is this the way his children at home looked at him? No. He was dad to them. He was their dad. They looked at him completely different than the way I looked at him. Because I knew when I got called to the principal's office, I was going to get wore out, no matter how much I tried to talk myself out of it. And I'm pretty good at talking myself out of things, aren't I, Laura? Yeah, she saw that, me and her and Thomas on the way to St. Simon's the other day. I had a state trooper, don't ever let them go back to their car. If they do, they're writing you a ticket. You got to keep them there. You got to talk to them. You got to relate. So we got out of that one. And Thomas and Laura were just like, I've never seen anything that beautiful. It's just perfect. So anyway. Come to find out, we're in South Georgia. He played ball, ran track at Truett McConnell. He's got a baby on the way. We had all kinds of connection. He knew I was in the ministry, too. And uh, so, yeah, he gave us a warning. <laughs> Said, keep your foot off that skinny pedal. So, uh, but when Mr. Sloan, Bill Sloan's kids, they saw him different at home because he was their dad. And it's the same way with us and God the Father. When, when we come to believe this good news that he gives us freely through his son Jesus Christ, freely gives us this spirit, not a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but we've received a spirit of adoption. We who were on the outside have now been brought inside. We've been made to feel welcome. We have been declared members of the family, freely at home with God. It was with joy as I just stepped over and talked to our pastor and Whitney as we were starting worship, as I saw a picture last week leaving Florida and and I saw a, a beautiful little girl in that picture, and, and I began assuming things, and, and, but, but we're really close. But when we hear about adoptions being declared, we celebrate that with joy here on this earth. Little ones that are being brought into a new home, welcomed, wanted, loved, and now having a new family. We celebrate that. Man, I get goosebumps thinking about it. And because of that, things will never be the same with that little one. New relationships, a new inheritance. You see, those parents legally 
become parents and fully and finally dad and mom. And it's a cry that they will hear lots of times. Daddy, mommy. And when you hear it, immediately they're there to see what's happening or what the little one's up to. And most of you in this room may have heard or, or know, I, this, I lived this out Friday afternoon. Uh, I helped coach baseball at East Hall, and it's Friday, last game of the year, senior night, Stuart Pro Air night, a lot going on. I'm over there, I'm dragging the baseball field, I'm covered in dust, I'm out there in flip-flops and gym shorts, just dusty with a hose watering the field, trying to get ready, wanted to be a great night, and my phone rings. And it says C.J. Fair, and I got this picture in his profile picture, and, and I'm thinking, I already told him my, his stuff's in my truck. It's unlocked. You don't, why is he calling me? It's telling you what I was thinking. But I answered the phone, and he said, Dad, and you can hear it in his voice. Something bad has happened. I'm like, okay, what is it? And I'm still watering the, watering the field, you know, just talking to him. He says, we were in a wreck. I'm like, who was in Iraq? He said, me and Mason and Hunter, a couple of his teammates. And I'm like, well, well are, are you okay? He says, I think so. I said, well, is Hunter okay? I think so. Is Mason okay? I think so. Where are you at? Well, we run off the road coming right out of East Hall and we hit a tree. And I'm like, well, what, 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 what? He said, Daddy, I need you. I need you to come. I dropped the hose. I'm out. And I went and I see my son. And those of you in here who are parents, I saw him, Brother Nelson. And he had this look. And I'm almost glad he's not here this morning. He's a little banged up. But he had this look of desperation. He needed his father. And I was thankful that I was there. And, and, and I went with him to the emergency room. And I'm sitting there. And I'm with him. And, and I'm not trying to fix things, but I'm with him and he knows I'm there. And, and that's the father that God wants to be for us. When we call him, he's there. And man, I have to call on him a lot because I need him. And I've been adopted in to this family. And this is a picture of how each of us, as we believe in Jesus, are adopted into God's family. When we're in the family, we can call God dad, father. It's the way that Jesus addresses God as he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mark 14, he was the only one who could really call God dad. Yet, the wonder of it all is that Jesus endured the cross to enable us to be able to call him dad. Blows my mind. I can't fathom it. It doesn't make sense. When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, this is what he starts with, our father. Our father. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The God who made the whole universe is not distant. Instead, he is 
hopefully for you, and if he's not, he can be your dad, the one who hears your cry, the one who freely confirms that you're his child by the presence of his Holy Spirit, helping us when we cry out in prayer. As CJ, I heard it in his voice over the phone, Daddy, I need you. There was never even a pause, Miss Beth. It was drop the hose. It's water running, didn't care. Getting in that truck and we're going to be there. And it's not as if all that isn't enough, but there's more in the text. And this is where, man, this is where we start getting, getting happy, getting jumping up and down. Uh, you see, if we're children of God, then it also means we're heirs of God. Mm. I don't know if um, Zach and Whitney really have much of an inheritance to pass on. They're working on that. They're young in life. It don't get much easier, just so you know, as you keep going. Um, but someday, it'll all be passed down to those little ones who have become heirs to the Johnson throne. You like that, don't you? Johnson throne. As we become part of God's family, we become not only his children, but also heirs to his throne. We're joint heirs with Christ. All that he inherits and receives from the Father will also be ours. We will share it with him. And as Jesus takes his place on the throne and rules over the universe, so shall we also share with him in our new heavens and the new earth. This is free. It's free to us. It gives us freedom. Now, it cost a heavy price, but God in his love for us paid that cost through his son, Jesus Christ. And as we look forward to sharing in this inheritance, Paul reminds us also of the pattern that Jesus followed, which also lies before us. If, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. The suffering of Christ is finished, perfect. Nothing can be added to his sacrifice to make us more acceptable to God. Only him. It was perfect. We are his children, and in that... In this world, we will suffer, but we also will be glorified with him. But as great as all that sounds, and it is, it's beautiful, and it, it, it keeps me going and keeps me motivated to keep sharing Jesus. We're not home yet. We're just sojourners, just passing through. This earth is not our home. We're just passing through. But I know my goal my challenge, my calling in life is I want to take as many people with me as I can. We've talked about it many times, that small sphere of influence. Who are you ministering to? Who are you, who are you discipling? Because if you're a disciple of God, you must be making disciples. There is no question. There is no way around it. If you're truly a disciple of God, you will be making disciples. So again... We're not home yet, and we need to be putting to death the deeds of the body, fighting against our natural desires, saying no to temptations in order to be led by the Spirit. We simply cannot do it on our own, but we're not on our own. Freely, we have this gift. We're in the family of God, given the Spirit of God who helps us and enables us to call God our dad. The door's wide open. The invitation is there. Freely come to the family.
Make yourself at home. You too can be a forgiven, welcomed child of God. It's free and it brings forth freedom because Christ has paid the death price and defeated the death restraints. You too can call God your father. Abba, Father, Daddy, Dad. And it brings us really to our central idea. I like this. God's free gift to us in the form of his son paid our ransom. Paid our ransom. The only one who could so that we can have life and have it abundantly took two of my favorite verses of the entire Bible, put them together to think about this central idea. John 10, 10, a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. And then 2 Corinthians 5, 21, for me, for he, for he made him who knew no sin to become our sin so that in him, we, we could become the righteousness of God. It's free. That's what God gives us. We celebrated it just a couple of weeks ago. Are you still celebrating it? Are you still in this thought process as Quez, you guys come on back up and, 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 and as we get ready to close this out? Are you understanding, are you living in this freedom that can only come through a relationship with Christ? And it was free. It is free. Because the price has been paid. The ransom has been paid. It took death of Christ. The death of Christ on a cross was the only thing that was able to give us this opportunity to walk into the family of God, to be able to call him Abba, Father, Daddy. Dad, and if you're here this morning and you've never walked through that door into his home to become part of the family, you can this morning. I ain't promising you anything special, promising you easy life. I ain't promising you any of that, but I am promising you possible because God is the God of possibility. God is the God who wants, desires a relationship with each and every one of us. And the question is, how, what word would you use to describe God? Because that tells me where you're at. Deep down in your heart right now, be truly honest with you. God already knows. How would you describe God? Because that one word would also describe your relationship. And if it's not a good one, man, there's no better time than to get it right this morning, April 23rd, 2023 here on this hill in 3363 White Sulphur Road, amongst this group, this body of believers. What a time to come and get it right. So I'm gonna pray for us. Uh, I'll be up here, Pastor Zach will be up here. If you need someone else to pray for you, you, listen, we're here for you. We're here for you. Freely, freely, God gives us hope. So all I can share with you is hope the hope that comes from him. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for who you are, what you do. God, I'm so thankful. 
I can call you daddy. I can call you father. You are my redeemer. You are my savior. You are my holy, righteous, sovereign God in whom when you look at me, I'm so thankful you see the blood of your son, Jesus. And God, if there's someone in here this morning who cannot say that, God, I pray this morning that they run to this altar, run to the Father, get it right, because he welcomes us with open arms. He's a loving Father, a loving God. If we'll just surrender and submit to him. So I pray that this morning. God, we love you. God, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you could stand. Clint for bringing that great word and I hope you're seeing yeah. 
The implications of Easter are far beyond just a day that we set aside on the calendar. But as we talked about last week, we have hope because of Easter this week. Not only do we have hope, we, we're able to live as free children of the King. And so we'll have one more week looking at the implications of Easter next week. And so thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Clint. Um, one thing I forgot to make mention of earlier, I just want to thank we had all the crew that came out to help us unload the U-Haul stuff yesterday. Huge thank you. Uh, I think several people threw their backs out unloading Whitney's shoes. Um, I'm just kidding. But thank you so much for being there yesterday, helping unload the trailer and the U-Haul. Um, now all the boxes are inside. Now it's just a matter of unpacking all of the boxes. Uh, but you can see a few things in your bulletin, a few important dates coming up. Just encourage you to check those out. Um, big things coming, of course, is VBS coming up in June. And then, of course, there's other big things in there with senior recognition, uh, Mother's Day tea, all of those fun things, baby dedication. So a lot of big things coming up. Be sure to check the bulletin out um, to find out more information there. But with all that being said, I'm going to pray for us, and we'll be dismissed. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the time of worship we've been able to have today. As we've sung your praise and heard from your word, God, help us to go out and God, to live out our identity as children of the King. God, to live out that identity that we are yours. We have been adopted. We have been brought into the family of God. That is who we are now. So help us to live that way. And so God, be with us this week, and we'll give you all the praise, honor, and glory. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.